Hello, everyone. For those that are that are tuning in online, hello. Um, if we haven't met yet, my name is Mark, um, and I'm one of the pastors here at Impact Rock. And today is an awesome day. Um, today uh, we we are baptizing some folks, and uh, so I'm going to briefly talk about uh, baptism, uh, about water baptism. But first, um, we're going to take a sec, and then just a minute, we're going to pray over over our giving and over generosity. And here's, here's my promise to you, even, even if it's to your like chagrin, even if it's to your dismay. Chagrin, that's right. We don't use that often. It's a good word. Even if it's used inappropriately, I think it's a good word. Like, could, I, could you pass the, the mustard and the chagrin? Like, you know, I don't know. Um, here's getting back on track. Um, every week I'm going to talk to you about the Lord's, about generosity in him. That is how much we believe in the importance of living our lives generously for the Lord. And when I talk about living generously, it is every area of our lives. Every area. Because we see in, in, in our God, in, in our perfect, good, good Father, in our mighty conquering king of the son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Spirit, we see generosity on every level. So friends, I'm telling you, we are called to be generous in the declaring of the goodness of God. We are to be generous in, in the declaration of gratitude to God. We are to be generous in the offering of friendship. We, we are to be generous as a neighbor. We are to be generous in our giving. We are to be generous in our finances, in our resources. We are to be generous in, in the things we have. We're to be generous with our affection. We're to be generous in, in faith. We're to be generous in encouragement. I could go on and on and on. This isn't the preach. But every single week I stand up here and I talk about generosity because it's huge. Because generosity is one of those things that, that blocks the attack of the enemy to get us to, to focus on self. And that is so easy to do. You don't got to teach a kid selfishness. They're born with selfishness. They're selfish right away. But what we do have to do is teach generosity so that we mature past that place of self-focus and, and selfishness. So, um, so I encourage you guys to give today, to be generous in your finances. We try and make it easy. We don't pass the plate like we used to do back in the day but we've got a little code on the back of chairs so you can scan it with your phone. It's appropriate to take out your phone and scan it. Like, you know, we won't think you're like doing Insta. I'm like, hey, look at me. Um, but uh, it, that takes you to our giving page where that we can give and you can support the work of, of this ministry, what the Lord's called us to. So let's pray. Uh, Lord, you are good. And your generosity is amazing. Lord, we need your help because it's real easy to just focus on self to and to make that everything. And we do need your help. We need, Holy Spirit, we need you to um, convict us of that when our, when our focus is on self. So, Lord, we, we set our hearts to generosity right now. And, and yes, Lord, generosity to give and to support this work financially is what you've called us to. But, Lord, we set our hearts to generosity in every area that we are, are currently not being generous. 
And Lord, we ask for your strength. We ask for boldness. We ask for grace. Lord, help us to be somewhat um, short-minded, Lord, in, in moving beyond the times of disappointment or hurt, Lord God, so that we have faith uh, to be generous, generous in our relationships and in every way. Lord, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to talk for a little bit about baptism. If you want to turn in your Bibles or your Bible apps to Matthew uh, chapter 28, that's where we're going to be. I'm just going to quickly unpack verses 18, 19, and 20. Um, and then uh, those people that are, that are being baptized, um, they'll have the opportunity um, to stand up here and rave about Jesus and talk about who Jesus is to them. And, and what they share will be part of today's message as well. Um, so, Matthew uh, 28, verse 18. In the Great Commission, Jesus said this. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In these last words of the, the gospel of Matthew, Jesus gives those in attendance and he gives those of us who have ears to hear right now, he gives four commands. In that little stretch, there are four commands there. Let me read 19 and 20 again. Go therefore... And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That first command is go. Go. That's, that's one that probably challenges most of us. Go. And I'm not talking about like go to Antarctica. Are we willing to go to our neighbor's house? Are we willing to go to the desk next to us at school? Are we willing to go to the other end of the cafeteria? Are we willing to go to the next cubicle? But there's a command that Jesus gives saying, go. And these are his last words. This is the great commission. And he speaks to the fact that, that we have to be willing to go. In order for the good news of Jesus Christ to be spread, there's some going that is needed. Now, inviting people to come is important. That is a good thing. Inviting people to come to church, that is a good thing. But I'll tell you what's really valuable. If before there's that inviting of people to come to church, if there's a going and an offering of friendship and love and, and, and sharing the good news, then that makes the coming a whole lot easier. Go. That was the first command. Number two, make disciples. Now, I, I think sometimes we get this word disciples. We get it a little twisted. We, get, we, we make it something that it's not quite. We make it more than it, than it is exactly. Nowadays, that word disciple, it's often used as like a mature follower of Jesus. A mature, make disciples. Like, you know, it, we, we look at that and go, oh, and that person, what a, what a disciple of Christ. People will say from time to time, well, Jesus didn't tell us to make co converts. Jesus told us to make 
disciples, uh, and actually he, he tells us to make both. Because this word disciple is methetio, and it refers to a new convert, a new learner. It means pupil. It means learner. And it refers to the person who's at an early stage of their growth with the Lord. It's actually reflected in the people that are being baptized here today. Everyone who's being baptized today, they're all young people. They're all young in their, in their, their process of learning about Jesus and growing. And I tell you what, that growing, that learning, that never ends. It never ends. We're constantly to be teachable and be in that place of being a learner of Jesus Christ. The third command. Baptize those learners. Baptize those disciples. And you know what? We could stop right there. If, if I didn't unpack any further the significance of baptism or the importance of baptism or the symbolism of baptism, if I didn't unpack a single thing further, we could stop right there because when Jesus tells us to do something, we do it. If Jesus tells us to baptize these learners, these pupils, these followers of him, then what do we do? We baptize them. I, honestly, you guys, if in the word it said, if Jesus said, teach them how to do um, a cartwheel, man, we would be a cartwheel teaching church. Like we'd be teaching everybody how to do cartwheels for Jesus. But that's not what he said, but he did say this, baptize. Water baptism, and I love thinking about it this way. It's a two-way conversation with Jesus. It's a conversation with the Lord that he includes the element of water with it, but it's a conversation with God and one that requires faith and obedience and one that on the back end of it has to have an expectation because when God tells us to do something, we can trust it. When God tells us to do something, we can do it. I ask God a lot of questions. I love questions. I love questions. Jesus loves questions. Jesus loves asking questions. There's times Jesus will be asked. It's all throughout scripture. Jesus was asked a question, and he's like, huh, huh, that's good, that's good. And he would counter with another question. Like, he wouldn't even answer the question. He would just counter, because I think Jesus likes to provoke thought. He, he likes us to use our minds, and, and he, he likes things to be thought-provoking. That dialogue with the Lord. In baptism, God is saying something to us. And we are saying something to him. God is saying to us, will you associate your life with, with my life, with my death, with my burial, and with my resurrection? Will you associate your life with what I have done for you? Our response is, Lord, I, I will do so. And it's done oftentimes publicly. It's a beautiful thing that it's done publicly. You guys, I think a lot of times we use the cop out of, well, you know, this is a personal thing. I, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't talk about, um, I don't talk about religion. I don't talk about politics. 
and I don't talk about sex, and I don't talk about um, money. Money's a big one. And, and honestly, I think a lot of times when it comes to not talking about our faith, it's just a lie from the enemy. Honestly, I, I think not talking about all the stuff is a lie from the enemy. Jesus is saying, will you, will you be obedient to do what I'm asking you to do in this? We are expressing our faith in Jesus when we go in that water and when we come up. God is promising to answer our faith with salvation and life and healing and strength. And it is a public declaration. So, so what about the water? Does, like, what's the importance of the water? Like, does, like, is there cleansing in the water? What's the significance of the water, right? There's nothing about the water. The, the water didn't cleanse you. The blood of Jesus cleansed you. When we trusted in Jesus, we were cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. He paid for our sin. Our sin was washed away. We were made pure. And the Bible says white as snow. So this doesn't cleanse us. But it does make it, this is a wonderful, water always represents the Holy Spirit. When we see in Scripture, when we see water, water represents the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, when we've trusted our life in Jesus, that's called sanctification, or I'm sorry, that's called justification. That's when we come to the Lord just as we are, and we trust in, in Jesus. We don't have to clean ourselves up. We don't have to get in spiritual shape. We don't have to run spiritual laps or physical laps or anything. We come to him just as we are, and we say, I believe that, that you can heal me and, and save me just as I am, and I give my life to you. I place my trust in you. The, the, the spiritual term for that is justification. And it's easy to remember, just as I am, justification. But then sanctification, we're told by the power of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus made the promise, I will never leave you. He's talking about representing God. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In fact, it's better that I go away so that the Holy Spirit can be sent who will guide you into all truth. So this water represents the fact that we walk out our salvation in another spiritual word called sanctification. And just think of it this way. It's the daily walking out and making our, getting, becoming the holier and holier every day as we walk through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not walking by the power of Andre. That's not sanctification, walking by the power of Andre or Kara. It's walking by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when we go in that water and, and fully submerged, I like to keep them down there for a couple seconds. Some, some, some people more. <laughs> fully, fully immersed. There's times like a knee will pop up and I'll push that knee down. <laughs> like, no, that's not true. I just... But when we come out of that water, it is powerfully symbolic of the resurrection life we have in Jesus Christ. It is powerfully representative. Jesus said to John the Baptist, he's like, I'm here to be baptized by you. And, and John, John protested, said, Lord, no, it's me who should be being baptized by you. And he goes, no, no, this is needed to fulfill all righteousness. Why? Because the Father said to do it. 
The father told Jesus to do it, and that's pretty much, Jesus said it, that settles it. Jesus was obedient to the father, and then he tells us to do it, and so we're obedient to him. Verse 19 again, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. The fourth command we, we have here is teach those new disciples to obey Jesus. Teach the learners to obey Jesus. Who's, who's a learner? Who's a learner in this place? We never stop being a learner. And I don't think we're ever at that place where we don't need to be taught to obey Jesus. Because we have this stuff, right? We have the flesh. We've got, you know, we've got this strong will that we like our way. Even if we know we're wrong, we still like our way. Have you guys noticed that? Y'all some stubborn Stubborn people. And me too. Even when we're wrong, there's times we want our way. And, and Jesus, as part of this great commission, says, teach those who have ears to hear. Teach those who are learners and who want to grow in me. Teach them to obey my commands. And I'll just sum it up like this. Jesus is trustworthy. And if he says something in his word to do, if he does something by, by the leading of the Holy Spirit that's backed up by his word to do, then we do it. We can trust him. Being a Christian is not about admiring Jesus. It's not. Being a Christian is not about respecting Jesus. Should I say merely respecting or merely admiring? It's not. It's not enough. It's not enough to admire him. It's not enough to think well of him. Being a Christian is about following Jesus. And, and that includes obedience. It's about following Jesus. Becoming a Christian is a total surrender of our own desires to the higher purposes of serving God's glory and being used for his desires. It's selfless. Please note something here. The teaching of disciples to follow me in Jesus' sentence of commands, the teaching part came after the baptism part. I think that's one of the things we get twisted a lot of times also. We think, oh, i got to teach, 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 you know, before they're baptized. It's like, uh-uh, you believed in Jesus? Let's find a ditch with a good amount of water and baptize you now. Let's find a pool. Let's find a hot tub. Let's, what, a bathtub. Whatever. But the teaching part follows the baptism part. When we're baptized, then he's like, okay, now that they've done this, this act of obedience. Now teach them what it means to obey. And quite honestly, guys, that's really a really huge benefit of coming to church. It's every week we're hearing the word of God. We're, we're looking in scripture to see what God says so that we can be obedient to it.
the last word in Matthew's gospel, he leaves us with a promise from the, the risen Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 20, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Behold, I am with you always. Friends, we are not ruled by a system. Religion's a system, right? We're not ruled by a system. This isn't about religion. We are ruled by a person. Even God's system, we're not ruled by God's system. We're ruled by a person, the person of Jesus Christ. He is our king. And he says, I'm with every single one of you who will follow me. I'm with you for all of your appointed days. There won't be a day you will have without me. I am with you forever. And he's speaking to those that are following. He's speaking to those who are disciples, who are learners, who are pupils. So for those that are being baptized today, I got just a few basic truths. So just stay locked in. This is, this is super quick. Um, I, I see that we have four of the five people here that said they're getting baptized. So if you see someone panically running, bursting through the doors, that's okay. That's just number five. Um, We'll see. Um, Truth number one, baptism declares that you are a follower of Jesus. Baptism declares you are a follower of Jesus, not a follower of any other God, not a, a follower of any other societal norm, and not a follower of yourself. It says I'm a follower of Jesus. It's a public confession of your faith in and commitment to Jesus Christ. I think that's part of it is this is a commitment. This is a public commitment saying I'm committed to Jesus. So far in America, we can still do this publicly. Did you know that there are other countries where this cannot be done publicly? And if it is, death would follow immediately publicly. Did you know that? There are people that still make the, that public declaration because it's like this is this is a commitment to follow Jesus. And, they, and then there's people that they do it, they do it publicly, but they do it hidden away somewhere where they, they their life they can still live their life to to obey the Lord. Baptism is a symbol of Christ's burial and resurrection. That's why we go all the way under the water. Because Jesus was all the way dead. He, he, he died all the way. He, he wasn't mostly dead. He was all the way dead. He was dead for three days in a tomb. And then he conquered death and rose from the grave. That's why I keep you under for three minutes. To, rep- to, to signify the three days. Not even three seconds. Water baptism is a symbol of your brand new life as a Christian. I, I, we, we have a tough time letting go of the past. And I'm hoping for those that are being baptized today. And we, we have a couple of younger, younger ones. And for them, it'll be super easy to let go of the past. And then we've got a couple teenagers. And for you, you might have to work at it a little bit more to let go of your past. But you leave that in the water. Because you come up a new person. You don't take any of that past with you. You don't take, you don't take 
failures and sins and shortcomings with you, that's gone. That, that's honestly been already wiped away by the blood of Jesus. But, but just for the wonderful symbolism of this, you come out of that water to new life, resurrected to new life, and you leave things behind. You are a new creation. Baptism is like a wedding ring, and it's like marriage. It's the outward symbol. This is the outward symbol of the commitment I've made. But check this out. I make that commitment daily. I walk out that commitment in marriage daily. So it's not just the ring. I've heard people say, oh, it's like the symbol of the ring. No, it's the ring and the marriage because we still have to walk this out daily. The commitment to follow Jesus. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I don't know why seven people only answered. Does that make sense? It makes, it's crystal clear. Last verse, Romans 6, 4. For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. All right. Nevaeh. Andrew, why don't you guys come over here and, and sit over here next to Miss Kara. Or actually, Kara, why don't you come sit over here because there's stuff there. Okay, and sit on the front. And Tanner and Andre, come over here and sit next to, next to Miss Kara as well. Did you notice how quick they were? Like they, they came like immediately. And you guys are like, oh. All right. Um... I just want to do something real quick. Let's just take a second. Lord, um, I, I believe in this moment, Lord, you want to speak prophetically. Lord, I believe you want to just encourage and uplift. And so, Lord, I just ask you to have your way. Lord, if there's things that you want to uh, encourage these young people with, um, Holy Spirit, we just we just say we're, we're listening to your promptings and just speak so that, so that these followers might be strengthened and encouraged. Jesus' name. All right, uh, Andy and Kim and Kara, if y'all are getting anything like like while I'm like while I'm talking and praying over them, just come up and grab the mic, okay? Um, so Tanner, you come up first. Yeah, yeah, come come up here. All right, actually, um, here, do me a favor, put this down next to where I sit, please. And I don't want this big old thing. Tagaya, oh, here comes Andy. Andy's coming. There we go. Thank you. Thank, oh, there we go. All right. Um, man, I've been praying for you this week, and I just want you to know something. I believe in you. I honestly believe that there's a call of the Lord on your life. I believe that the Lord is already highlighting some things about you, that, that your walk with the Lord is not just going to be just a normal, simple walk. I believe that there is there's a call. And what I mean by that, just so I'm not being vague, I believe there's ministry in your future now. Is that being a pastor? I don't know. Is that, um, you know, what, what does that look like? Is that being a teacher? I don't know. But I believe he wants to highlight it now because he wants you listening in your learning, right, as you're, as you're walking and learning. But I believe he's going to use you in, in some powerful ways. And I believe that he's just identified you and saying, this one, I want him to, to be used in my work. And so... 
that is not something heavy because I could totally be wrong because I'm just a dupe. But here's what the Lord is wanting in this is for you to open up, up dialogue where you're saying, Lord, this is what Pastor Mark said. If, that, if that's true, then Lord, speak some things to me. And here's what I believe is going to happen. I believe that the Lord's, that people are going to bring confirmation in coming years and, and days that, that people are going to say, hey, I, I feel like the Lord's like highlighting you for his work. Or uh, I, I just, I believe that. I believe God's, if this is the Lord, I believe he's going to confirm it. But I just want you to know that I just, I sense uh, kind of a highlighting of the Lord upon your life. And I'm not talking about like, like when you're an old guy like me, like I'm talking about like when you are young, like walk in the things of the Lord and God wants to use you right away. Um, so I believe that. Any, any, anyone else from our pastoral team got anything? All right. You ready to rave about Jesus? I, I talked to all those that are being baptized. I'm like, hey, I just want you to say a word or two about who Jesus is and just, just rave about Jesus. Uh, you don't got anything? All right. We're, we're about something like this long. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let, let me tell you this. Let me ask you this. Have you, have you trusted your life in Jesus? And do you believe that he is your savior, your healer, and the one who set you free? Yes, I do. And are you committed to following him? I do. All right, that's good. That's right there. Amen. Okay, take off, take off your shoes um, and uh, grab your towel. And we're going to go over there. And then, uh, Andy, if you'll hold the mic to my face so that I don't take the mic in the water, causing an electrocution. When I told, all right. Are you gonna leave your hat on? Or are you gonna take your hat off? Okay. Yeah, take off the watch. As a proclamation of your faith, as you just said, in Jesus Christ alone as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right, Andre, get on up here. Thank you, Kim. All right. I don't know if it was last week. I feel like it was last week. I don't know. It could have been the week before. But I turned to Andre and I said something. And I, I told him again, I believe in you. And I said, I could build with you. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you know what I meant by that? Yeah. 
um, there's, there's strength. There's a pillar-like quality upon you that, that is strong and that is true and that is loyal and that is steadfast. Have, have you, like, do you look at yourself as a loyal guy? I'm for real. Like, are you, are you, do you take pride in the fact that, like, I'm loyal. Others will run and I won't run. Others will bail on you and I won't bail. Have you taken just pride in yourself, just even as a young man going, I'm loyal. I'm not going to bail on people. Is that true? Yeah. And I, I, how would I know that about you? I, you know, I don't know, you know, the inner thoughts you have, but I know this, that there's, there's a strength and a dependability that's upon you that the Lord will use, that if you will cling to him, he's the rock. He's also, the Lord is also called the anchor. If you'll cling to him, that you will see that other people will cling to you, and they don't even realize they're clinging to the Lord. But they will cling to you because they'll see a stability in your life. They'll see a strength in your life. They'll see that, that there's something true there. And the Lord just wants you, just like you are loyal to your friends, the Lord wants you to be loyal to him in all ways, even the times you don't understand, even the times that it, it doesn't make perfect sense, but you're like, Lord, I, I trust you, and so I will cling to you. Right. Anything for Andre? All right. You ready to talk, man? All right, here, do me a favor, hold this for a second. I need to, okay, now you go. It just changed me. I used to do a lot of bad things. I smoked, ran away, lied. But I guess since I've been in khakis, I haven't done any of that. I haven't smoked marijuana in like three years. So, yeah. Right. I love that. He's changed me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take, take off anything that you don't want to get wet because everything's about to get wet. You, you, you know, you could have had the shoes off like earlier, like when Jenny was doing announcements or something. I'm just saying. Andre, as a proclamation of your faith in Jesus Christ and your belief in him as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
you got me. I ain't afraid to get wet. All right, I'm going to move this back. Come on, Nevaeh. <laughs> this is Nevaeh, everyone. Hey, let me help you up here. Okay, now you're almost as tall as me. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited that you're doing this. When, when your mom, she first posted something on Facebook, she was like, we were talking about baptism, and Nevaeh wants to be baptized. And I love the fact that you've got something written down there. That tells me you've got something to say. So before, before you read that, um, I want you to know that the Lord's got something to say about you as well. He loves you. He is proud of you. He looks at you, and he sees all the ways that you, in your heart, that you've made yourselves available to be used for the Lord. And I want you to know, how old are you? Eight. At eight years old, you can change the world for him. At eight year, years old, you can't necessarily change the world, the world. That's not true. But you could change the world for Jesus Christ by telling others that Jesus loves them and that Jesus forgives them and that they, they can be whole and have new life in Jesus you can change generations. So I see the Lord just proud of you and knowing that, that you are available to him. So I just want to encourage you with this. Talk about Jesus all you can. Talk about Jesus to your friends. Talk about Jesus to young. Talk about Jesus to people that are like old, like really, really, really old, like your grandparents, like that old, like really, really old as Dave. <laughs> Whoever about the same age. Um, yeah, because the Lord wants to use you. You ready to, to talk about Jesus and who he is to you? All right, I'm going to hold the microphone up there, and you just read that and talk, okay? Unless you want to hold the mic. Do you want to hold the mic? Okay. I'm going to sit down because it's right back here. I want to follow in his footsteps. When I meet Jesus, I know he will always be in my heart. Amen. Yes, he will. Wonderful. Right. Is the necklace okay to, to go under the water? Are we good with that? All right. All right, let's step down. Why don't you hand that to Miss Kara? Because that's really a cool thing for you to keep. Uh, we have a little... Um, chair thing, a little seat. I hope it'll make a, make a difference. We'll stick that in the water. Uh, yeah, and then I'll, I'll help you get up in there. Uh, are you sitting on that little seat? Does that make you a little taller? Okay.
is a proclamation of your faith in Jesus Christ alone as Lord and Savior. Today, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right. Come on, Andrew. Get up here. All right. Andrew, how old are you? Seven. Seven. Nice. So um, yesterday, uh, we, we planned a phone call. And so um, Faith calls, and I talked to Nevea. I, I had her tell me about Jesus and tell me about her faith and her relationship with the Lord. And then I got on the phone with Andrew. And just to be honest with you guys, I'm like, all right, seven, you know, that's, that, that's young, right? I mean, it's not young like all your younger, younger siblings because you're big boys. But I'm like, I just need to hear, like, what, what does he know about Jesus and who is Jesus to him? And so I just started encouraging him to talk about Jesus. I'm like, who is Jesus? And tell me about him. And, and what has he done for you? And what do you believe? And I, I just... So we just had just a 10-minute phone call in total, but when Andrew started talking about Jesus, now I'll go ahead and talk to you now. When you started talking about Jesus, I'm like, oh, yeah, th this, this boy understands who Jesus is. This boy understands what Jesus has done and how he has changed his life. So when I got off the phone, I was very excited, and I'm very excited to baptize you today. And it looks like you've got something written down that you want to say about Jesus as well. All right, I'm going to hold the mic up to you, okay? But talk loud so that, well, not like yelling, but like so everyone can hear you, okay? Jesus means to me is knowing when I am making bad choices, he will always forgive me. Jesus put love inside my heart and want, want to always follow in his footsteps. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well done. Well done. All right. All right. Do you, have a, do you have a cell phone in your pocket or anything you need to take out? Okay. That's good. Andrew, as proclamation of your faith in Jesus Christ alone as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Okay. 
All right, we got one more towel. Anybody else want to be baptized? Going once, going twice. All right. I, I say this all the time, and I'll say it again. Um, when someone trusts their life in the Lord, we don't have to wait for this service. We do it twice a year, but we don't have to wait for this. Honestly, my preference is, man, when someone is saved, like, let's go find a pool. Let's, let's go find, you know, a hot tub. Let's, let's go get you. Yeah, we can fill this thing up in a couple hours. Um, less than that. Less than that. Less than that. We walked away from the hot tub and went and grabbed lunch uh, this week, and it was overflowing. That, that's on me. That's my bad. That's on, that's on me. Oof. But, um, yeah, if, if, you've, if you've led a friend to the Lord, we, we can wait and do it like this, but we can also say, man, let's, let's go get that person baptized right now so that they can do that first act of obedience to the Lord. So um, our God is so good. Um, I love you guys. Um, let's celebrate. Um, with these people that have made this decision uh, of obedience and that are walking with the Lord, let's, let's just encourage them. If you feel like the Lord has given you anything while, or, while I was speaking over them, if the Lord has given you an encouragement for them, then please share it. But I'll leave us with this blessing. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an amazing day. God loves you.